All right, we're back here with the Linfit Coaching Podcast. I'm here with Matt Donovan, and we're talking about calories in, calories out today, why you don't necessarily need to count calories. And there's a huge trend out there in popular diets saying that you got to count calories, you got to figure out what your base calorie needs are, you got to reduce them, all this stuff that can kind of become overwhelming for people. And so we end up getting sort of caught up in the numbers, and it paralyzes us, keeping us from actually making those daily actions. So let's dive into this topic today. All right, Matt, we're talking about energy balance. Uh, that's sort of a sciencey term. Um, we want to kind of define that, help people understand what we're, where we're coming from on this, why you don't necessarily have to count calories for the most people. And so let's kind of work backwards here, go from the foundation a little bit. Energy balance, what is it? Yeah, energy balance just talks about um, basically the idea of calories in versus calories out. So if you're taking in more calories than you're burning or using, um, you're going to increase in weight. If you're taking in fewer calories than um, you're using, um, then you're going to lose weight. Um, and yeah, that's in the most simplest form. Um, I think that's what it is. There are a lot of things that can affect energy balance, mm-hmm. um, but that's what it comes down to on the baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just like this base equation of like your base calorie needs. And so if you're in a positive energy balance and you're consuming, you're eating more than your body needs, if you're in a negative energy balance, then you're consuming less than what your body needs to maintain itself. And so if you're trying to lose weight, you theoretically want to be at a negative energy balance so that your body consumes the stored energy or fat that you want to get rid of, right? Right, absolutely. So that's kind of the, the basic, you know, kind of layman's terms of that equation, but it, it kind of gets to, uh, there's a lot more complexity to that whenever you get down to anatomy and physiology. But why would someone generally want to start counting calories? Yeah, I think uh, for most people that want to start counting calories, it's because they want to have that sense of control, that mm-hmm. like accomplishment of, oh, I did what I was supposed mm-hmm. to do today, which is great. Like We should feel positive when we're taking steps toward our goals. Um, but as we're going to talk about, um, counting calories isn't always necessarily the best way to get to your goals. Um, can actually make it a lot more difficult sometimes for you. Yeah, speaking of calories, I'm burning calories right now. We happen to be sitting like inside of a gym storage room right now and we are sweating it out. It's warm today <laughs> and I just finished the workout, so I'm like completely drenched. It's great, but we're here for recording on the podcast and so this is what we do, man. We we try to put this stuff out there for everybody. But yeah, I think that there's there's a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah like that one is like that sense of control, wanting to take control of your own uh, health and your own diet want to help yourself get into shape and um, a lot of professionals will use it to help increase awareness like this is how much you're actually eating like mm-hmm. with the food choices you're making uh, or if you're tr- really trying to control the amount of negative energy balance or positive energy balance if you're trying to lose or gain mass um, trying to control your intake and so that you achieve the outcomes that you want and so really, yeah, it comes down to like wanting to control your weight loss or, or muscle gain uh, or trying to grow that awareness of what you're actually eating. And that can be really useful, really uh, empowering for some people. Like if you're consuming way more calories than you think you are, then getting at least a ballpark uh, or a, an estimated amount of calories that you're getting can be really eye-opening for a lot of people 
that even if you don't count calories for a long time, it can increase your awareness. Like, wow, that's a, that pizza was full of calories and I didn't even think it was, I wasn't that full. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it can be really eye opening for people. Um, but what, uh, what problems could there actually come from counting calories? Yeah, I think uh, one of the main ones is that it's just not really sustainable um, mm-hmm. for the long term. And so um, it's going to take a long time to count calories. It's going to be um, just difficult to do that day to day. And so if you try to do that for long periods of time, it can be um, just really time consuming, really difficult to enjoy life, enjoy sh- social life with your friends or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's, you're going to eventually get burnt out of that. And yeah. um if that's all you know about how to make healthy choices is counting calories, um, then after you're burnt out and you stop, um, well, where do you go? Your next step can be quite difficult after that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it, it's a short-lived thing. Nobody, nobody can really do that consistently forever. Um, only the most analytical people um, can actually maintain that for a long time. Mm-hmm. But even beyond that, like the science of counting calories itself is pretty inexact. They're they're based on estimates. So, for example, like a potato, if you go to the store, they come in all shapes and sizes. And so they kind of had to make a wild, you know, make an estimate. The average potato has, you know, X amount of calories where, you know, that potato on your plate might have uh, more or less calories than it's what is estimated on the label. Um, And that's not even down to your digestion, how much is actually absorbed. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of an inexact thing. And even what's on the nutrition label for, um, you know, the daily recommended 2000 calories a day, that really varies a lot person to person. And so, for example, uh, a smaller person may not need, especially if they're not super active, they may not need 2000 calories. A larger person who is tall, has a lot of muscle mass, might need upwards of, you know, 3,000 calories or more to maintain what they have and maintain their activity level. And so it really varies person to person. So it's hard to say like there's one way that you should do that, right? Right, absolutely. And not only just the nutrition labels inaccuracies, but also just our human error um, Mm -hmm. can be a big problem too. Like um, I know you've talked about several times how um, people tend to underestimate the amount of calories that they actually eat. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you're looking at someone and they're, estimating that maybe they're eating 2000 calories they may be eating more like 2200 or um even north of that so yeah um and that's not to say that people are trying to lie or trying to be deceitful when they're talking about how much food they eat but it can just be difficult to actually estimate how much you're eating yeah yeah i mean like even for example like with our own clientele that we work with in limpid coaching with our nutrition coaching online um we, we like to work with anybody the way that they want to start out and we just kind of go along that journey and progress as we go. And some clients want to start out tracking it like a food journal on like my fitness pal or some other nutrition tracking app where they had this huge bank of stuff. And, uh, that human error definitely comes in, uh, where two things end up happening. Usually one, you either log all of your food at the end of the day, which can you even remember what you had for breakfast yesterday? <laughs> you know, unless you have the same thing every single day and be like, I don't know what I ate yesterday. Um, let alone at the end of the day, like you're not going to remember exactly everything. And there's those hidden calories, like in the drinks that you have that you don't even think about. Um, and then uh, also we, we can struggle to estimate the exact portion size. And so unless you're using measuring cups and measuring spoons to 
measure out every single ingredient that you use, it's going to be hard to get sort of an exact count. And so uh, that's why we, we tend to use a, a very different system, which really helps you gain more awareness of your own fullness and portion sizes um, that are not like super measured out. We don't even count calories. And so we like to help people work towards that so they have more of a long-term solution. Right, yeah, so you talked about that different strategy, um, and you take it with you everywhere you go, your hand, right? Mm -hmm. So um, would you want to explain the different portions um, briefly and, um, yeah, why you think it's an effective tool? Uh, yeah, so like a hand portion system, like the, the palm of your hand, so if you remove your fingers, the palm of your hand, the thickness and the size of your hand is, is a portion of protein. A cupped handful, so if you're trying to hold, you know, like uh, any kind of a, say you're trying to hold like a, a handful of rice in your hand, whatever fits in your hand, that's a portion of carbohydrates. A thumb is the size of a fat portion. And then a fist, you know, from your wrist all the way around is, is a vegetable portion. And so what this ends up being is, you know, the every single person's hand is a slightly different size. And so your hand fits your body size, right? And so that also fits your portion size. And it's not an exact science at all. Like it just, it's a starting point. You find what your body needs and we get more in tune with that. And, um, and so the more you write it down, the more you kind of gain awareness and kind of even make your own journal. And even if it's just in your head, you kind of see like what works for me. Generally two portions each for men and, two, and one portion each for women is a good starting point. And then you kind of build on it from there. Um, but the proteins is a palm, a cupped handful is carbs. So proteins is like meat, fish, dairy, like eggs, um, low fat dairy with like cottage cheese or Greek yogurt. Um, or if you're a vegetarian, you don't have any kind of animal products, then beans and lentils are going to be some of your highest protein sources. Um, cupped handful is carbs. That's like the bread, grains, fruit, any kind of sweets, anything like that. Uh, fats is nuts, seeds, and oils, um, and then, or even just like animal fat, like if you're having that or anything like that. And then vegetables is really anything, any kind of vegetable that grows above the ground. So if it's a root, uh, those are starchy, those are more like a carbohydrate. So like a potato, beetroot, carrots. Uh, carrots are kind of in between it, but they have more starch. And so anything that grows I generally will tell clients anything that grows below the ground is, is more of a carb. Anything that grows above the ground, that's a vegetable, that's a fist. And so if you think about it, like me as a guy, if, if, I, have, if I have two palms of protein, two cupped handfuls of carbs, two thumbs of fats, and two fists of vegetables at majority of my meals, I am stuffed, you know? But it gets me the right portions for me. Um, and for example, like myself, in my own journey, I found that um, a little bit higher protein content works for me and I'll have a little bit less carbs. It helps me stay lean and strong. And so I end up having a little bit more fats, a little bit less carbs. But that's just part of everyone's personal journey. And that's the system we like to use because it, like we said, it, it goes with you. Uh, but depending on the person, we can always adjust when whatever they like. Some, some of our clients want to be more analytical. They like to use the apps and we know how to do that. We know how to make those calculations and stuff. Right. Yeah, I think that's a super useful tool, like you said, just to get a starting point and then you mm -hmm. can make adjustments as you go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a great way to not have to be tied down to counting calories and um, just gives you more freedom to 
to with what you eat. So yeah, yeah, and it's a and it's a starting point. So it's not like prescriptive, you know. If it's you know two portions each for men and it's one portion each for women, you know that's because generally men are bigger than women, and generally men have a little bit more lean mass to maintain as in muscle and bone to, than women do. So their calorie needs are naturally higher. That's why men usually naturally eat more than women, just because their appetite is telling them eat more to maintain this. Um, and so over time, we end up getting more aware of our bodies. And this is why we also practice some foundational skills of eating slowly uh, to become more aware of your hunger cues, to you know become more aware throughout the day how your hunger feels, how you feel during, after training, how you're feeling when you wake up each day, um, working on all these base skills. And so that you help yourself discover what your real base nutrition needs are. And this, this is something you guys really want help with. This is what we do. This is what we do in our online coaching is really help empower you with these skills so that you can become your own nutrition coach. Uh, you can understand what your specific body needs are to get your specific results you want, whether that's for weight loss, performance, or muscle gain, whatever that needs to be. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, thanks for joining us today. Give us a rating. Give us a subscription. Share this with your friends, everything. Uh, we want to spread this around as much as we can. Thanks for joining us today.